This is episode number 96 of Hebrews in Exile with our honorable teacher, Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And we continue our discussion on the mitzvot and how they're so important to our Hebraic lifestyle. They define our behavior and how we're supposed to conduct ourselves within the community and empire of Hebrew Israel. So without any further ado, Hebrews in Exile, you know what we do. Let's go. Of the harvest, you are my light, you are the creation, you make everything right. This is Rabbi Robert Buhoma Jr. and Sean Appleton, and this is Hebrews in Exile. Don't laugh. We're ending. <laughs> See? Don't laugh. Don't do Don't it. Don't laugh. <laughs> we are entering into a whole new phase of activity around being Hebraic. And with that being the case, we have talked about the idea or the thought of how we we differentiate from the other factions of so-called claimers of being Hebrew. We are purists. By that, that means that we stick to Hebraic texts and we do exactly what the Most High gave to us to do, and that was to teach the, the mitzvot and the commandments and his rulings. So that's what we're going to do because the issue is, if our people that are turning to become Hebrew don't know what it means to be, and we've talked about this in prior podcasts, but I want to go over it just a little bit more again before we get into it, because tonight we're going to talk about we're going to talk about some folks. Okay? Now, in all of the conversations that people turning to be Hebraic or being Hebrew are and all of the information and people that I'm listening to that claim to want to be Hebrew and for the 20 some odd years that I have been shepherding First Tabernacle Fellowship and beginning in 2007 when we changed and became Hebraic I have not heard and I think we talked about this before but let me say it again I have not heard any of the Hebrew people that have been the forefront runners of Hebrew roots messianic the, the Hebrew messianics and anybody focus on the principal thing of the most high We've held conferences. We've done everything. We've held. We've heard the greatest uh, Hebrew roots speakers. We've had Monty Judah. We've had uh, Eddie Chumney. We've had uh, uh, all Brad Scott. We've had Bill Cloud. Uh, 
Huh? Simon, we've had, we had Simon all talk. We've had all these people, but in all of the conversations and all the conferences and all the meetings that we've held and had, I have not, we had first fruits of Zion. Yeah, uh, I haven't heard not one of them mention in any of their presentations the central factor that makes Hebrew Israel Hebrew Israel. And that is probably because they were all Akhenazi Jewish, Jewish based, Agreed. and not Hebraic based. Agreed. So the 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 flux of the if of the of the issue is now with this turning and the rattling of the bones as, as Ezekiel talks about and with the uprising uh, of the um, Christian Hebrews uh, that's not that's not the path there is absolutely no true there's no true there is no true Hebrew person that acknowledges the Most High as being the Elohim of Abraham, Nitzchak, and Yaakov. There is no true Hebrew that subscribes to the Greek New Testament, nor do they subscribe to Jesus Christ being the Messiah. None of them do. Now, you have to ask yourself, so where do we go and find these pure Hebrews? Well, the, pre, the, the true pure Hebrews that I know, <clears throat> and, I'm, I'm, and, and, and I'm acquainted with, are the Lamba. The Lamba tribe in Africa. They are the pure Hebrew individuals, and they do not subscribe to anything that's germane to the Greek text. And the Lamba tribe is defined as having the largest DNA connection back to the Hebrew fathers of, our, of, the, of, the, of the Aaronic uh, priesthood. So now, now, we are in exile. And being in exile, uh, we are absent a temple, absent a kohanim, we're absent uh, a king, we're absent a temple, we're absent a lot of things that are germane to uh, this whole idea of being pure Hebrew. So with that being the case, we have to get back to defining and separating the difference between pure Hebrews and I'm going to use this term not in a in a in a diminutive term, but in what people are so calling themselves to be Hebrews. The purple and gold people that are Nash are now have, have have risen up on the national scene, to which a lot of people are being driven to, are not pure Hebrews. And that reason I'm saying they're not pre-Hebrews because they subscribe to a Greek text and a Greek idea, and they subscribe to Jesus Christ being the Messiah. The pure Jews 
the pure Akhenazis, the the orth the the um 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 the Orthodox Jews and the uh, unorthodox Jews do not believe, nor do they subscribe to a Messiah in this particular point in time, and they don't subscribe to Jesus Christ being the, the king or the Messiah of the Jewish nation. It's true. It's very true. So now we're talking about what's pure. Mm -hmm. Pure Hebrews subscribe to one text, and that one text is the 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 scroll the the torah the the um prophets the nevi'im ketuvim and, and the writings and the writings yes those are the three things that pure hebrews subscribe to and they don't cross the street to embrace a greek idea that's correct. So now, if you're going to claim to be Hebrew, you've got to be a pure Hebrew, and you've got to subscribe to the things that Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, and the prophets subscribe to. Mm -hmm. And that's where we are. That's exactly right. With that being the case, let me read to you, because I want to get into what what defines a a Hebrew in light of the Most High, and one of the reasons why the nation of Hebrew Israel is in exile. Okay. And if we've, I've, I've read this before, but I want to, I'm going to, we're going to do some bold print, so we're going to repeat it. Okay. Where are we going? Devarim chapter four. All right. It's a good place to start. The teacher to Hebrew Israel said these words in chapter four, verse one. Mm-hmm. Now, Israel, listen to the laws and rulings I am teaching you in order to follow them so that you will live. Okay, that's mm -hmm. one. We go drop down to um, to a latter part of that particular verse, of verse 2, and it says, And do not add to what I'm saying, and do not subtract from what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Do not add and do not subtract is also in chapter number 13 of Devarim. Mm. Now, verse 5 says, Look, I have taught you laws and rulings just as Yahweh my Elohim ordered me so that you can behave accordingly in the land where you are going in order to take possession of it. Therefore, observe them, follow them, for then all peoples will see you as having wisdom and understanding. When they hear of all these laws, they will say, this great nation is surely a wise and understanding people, for what great nation is there? there that has Elohim as close to them as Yahweh our Elohim is whenever we call him what a great nation what great nation is there that has laws and rulings as just as this entire Torah mm. which I'm setting before you today mm -hmm. so the principal thought and the principal idea with the most high is that we understand that Torah is the embodiment of his rules mm -hmm. and his regulations. And, and you know, the, the beautiful thing about this, if, if I could add to, to this, is, is the simplicity and the eloquence that's here. That I wish that while we were across the street in our former lives, this would have been brought to light. I like what's in verse 5. It says, look, I have taught you laws 
and rulings, which are mispertims in the Hebrew tongue, mm-hmm. just as Yahweh, my Elohim, or El, ordered, ordered me. me. Right. So you can what? I like that word. Behave accordingly in the land. He's telling you what the purpose of the mitzvot are. So anybody coming back behind this saying, okay, well, the, the mitzvot are a way. We, we don't have to do them to be saved. It has nothing to do, it has with, nothing salvation. To do with salvation. No. This is about your behavior in the right. land. Right. Right. Yeah. Which is, which, is, which is awesome. Now, what do they do for us? Well, they are, the way we are able to nurture our bodies and keep it spiritually alive and healthy is by adhering to the commandments and the mitzvot exactly as the Torah explains them to be. Now, I, I don't have time tonight to get into the, the supportive document, which, are, which is written in the book of Proverbs that mm-hmm. talks about how important they are and what they do for your body. It, 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 they actually talk about how adhering to the mitzvot and the ways of the Most High will extend your life. Mm and make you and continue to keep you healthy. Mm -hmm. But I don't have time to deal with that tonight. We'll Mm -hmm. deal with that again later. Now, uh, earthly existence has two components. One is beneath the sun and the other is above the sun. So in Ecclesiastes chapter one, verse three, it says, what does a person gain from all his labor at which he toils under the sun? Generations come, generations go, but the earth remains forever. The sun rises, sun sets, then it speeds to its place and arises there. Mm -hmm. Now, so we understand that there are things that are going to last forever. And the things that are going to last forever are the Most High's rulings and his instructions. We're going to extract, we're, we're, we're going to extract out of the Torah that we're going to be talking about in these next few days, mm-hmm. uh, the aspects of animal sacrifice because in exile we don't do animal, animal sacrifice we don't have a temple we don't have a priest we don't have coning right. and those things so there's no animal sacrificing that we're going to talk about Correct. we're going to talk about rules and regulations that are ethical and that are moral mm-hmm. now I, I'm trying to get there in Devarim chapter 7 I got to go through some I got to lay some foundation okay. and this 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 might be a foundational set okay In Devarim chapter 7, verses 6 through 9, it says, For you are a people set apart as set apart for Yahweh, your Elohim. Yahweh, your Elohim, has chosen you out of all the peoples on the face of the earth to be his own unique treasure. Yahweh didn't set his heart on you or choose you because you numbered more than any of the people. On the, on the contrary, you were, were the fewest, fewest of all peoples. Mm-hmm. Rather, 
it was because Yahweh loved you and because he wanted to keep the oath which he swore to, to your, your ancestors, ancestors that Yahweh brought you out with a strong hand, redeemed you from a life of slavery under the hand of Paro, king of Mitzrayim. From this you can know that Yahweh your Elohim is indeed Yahweh Elohim, the faithful El who keeps his covenant and extends his grace to those who love him and observe his mitzvot to a thousand generations. Wow. I mean, you, you know what you just did? You just dispelled this whole thing about this John 3.16 thing. Because literally right here, he gives you the purpose upon which Hebrew Israel has been chosen and been picked. And the honoring of the oath to our ancestor has nothing to do with what's being taught across the street about this John 3.16 piece that, that's yeah, over there. Exactly. So now <laughs> just 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 go back and read Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 6 to 9, because it sets out the whole parameter mm -hmm. that the Most High and the reason why he has established these mitzvot, these rules and these regulations, who they for and what they are intended to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Now, with that being said, let's get into... Let's get into uh, uh, a, a couple a couple of them here. And uh, wow, this is this is very interesting because I'm really I'm realizing the leadership component that's here as well. Yeah, I mean, any good leader is going to tell you what our mission statement is and what our goal is. It's right there. It's right there in Deuteronomy chapter six, verses seven through nine. Yeah, this is the this is the blueprint of what a good leader is going to do. So now. If you are listening to Hebrew people and they're not talking about this, they are not true Hebrew Ooh, followers yep. of the Most High. Yep. Sean. 100%. You and I, First Tabernacle Fellowship, we represent and we speak on, be, on behalf of what the Most High has said. We're sitting here at these mics and we're talking to you just like a prophet would talk to you. Mm -hmm. We're expressing not our opinion. We're expressing what did the Most High say? What did he give Hebrew Israel? How are we supposed to be living our life and what we're supposed to be doing? Mm -hmm. if, 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 if the Hebraic circle that you are attending and you are listening to are not doing that, then they're not following the script that our master teacher, Mashe, followed with our original ancestors, the Hebrew people that came out of Mitzrayim, mm -hmm. of which we are systemically connected to. Absolutely. Now, with all of the commandments that there are and the central ones, which I'm not going to deal with, uh, such as keeping the Shabbat, which is written in the book of uh, Genesis chapter <laughs> wow. chapter two or chapter three, he, he talks about two. Uh, he finished creation and, and then on the seventh day, he rested, rested from yep. all that he did and he required of us to keep the, to keep the Sabbath. Uh <clears throat> Also, in Exodus chapter 31, verse 15, he talks about 
keeping the Sabbath. That's 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 a known that's a known mitzvah that all Hebrews should be talking should be talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about uh, the the dietary laws not now, and I'm not going to talk about the fe- the feasts that are common to everybody that are that's Hebraic and following the Hebraic way, which is keeping uh, the keeping Pesach, uh, feast of matzah, uh, Shavuot, uh, feast of trumpets, uh, Yom Kippur, uh, uh, Yom Kippur, Day of Atonement, and Sukkot. Sukkot. I'm not going to talk about those now mm-hmm. because there are too many others out there. Those are the common ones that everybody knows. Right. But let's start with, with Bereshit or Genesis chapter 17, verse 10. Right. And it's the obligation for every male to be circumcised. <laughs> that That's a huge one. My gosh, that's huge. Now, being here is here is my covenant, which you are to keep between me and you. This is the most high talking Mm -hmm. along with your descendants after you. Every male among you is to be be circumcised. circumcised. You are to be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskin. This will be the sign of the covenant between me and you. Mm -hmm. Now, when I read this particular this particular verse here, you're going to find in other texts, he's going to talk about the blood covenant. Yes. Circumcision is the blood covenant. Mm-hmm. That's the blood covenant. That's right. That's the covenant between the most high and his people. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not the one that was smeared on the doorpost when they got ready to leave Mitzrayim. Mm-hmm. That blood that was smeared on the on on the doorpost was relevant for the death angel to recognize so that he could pass by them mm-hmm. and spare them from death. That's what that was about. That's not a continuing covenant. That was for that specific time and cause. Again, and 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 this is also reiteration. This is uh, when you, the part that you just read in Devarim chapter seven. Going back to verse eight, where it says, rather, it was because Yahweh loved you and because he wanted to keep the oath which he had sworn to your ancestor. And this is what we're talking about. This is what we're talking about. So now he says, verse 12, generation after generation, generation after generation. So the question becomes now. What's that? How many generations? Generation after generation. You and I are part of a generation. This mitzvot applies to us. That's right. Every male among you, generation after generation, every male among you is who is eight days old is to be circumcised, including slaves born within your household and those brought from a foreigner not descended from you. Mm. Now, the question becomes one, the slave, verse 13, the slave born in your house and the person brought with your money must be circumcised. Thus, my covenant will be in your flesh as an everlasting covenant. My covenant will be in your flesh as an everlasting covenant. Any uncircumcised male who will not let himself be circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin, that person will be cut off from his people because he has broken my covenant. Mm. Mm. Now, now here's the interesting. Let's talk about this for a minute. Yeah, because we got to unpack a little bit of this. Yep. How do we do this in this current, in our current climate? Okay. 
You have a male's child that's born. That male child that's born on the eighth day of his birth, that male child needs to be circumcised in his flesh. Correct. If you have a pediatrician, if you're a doctor in the hospital, that's one of the things going into the hospital of, of birthing a male child for a Hebrew person that needs to be discussed with your pediatrician or with your doctor to say, my, 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 my son needs to be circumcised in his flesh on the eighth day. Why? Because the Elohim that I serve, mm -hmm. because I'm Hebrew, requires it. Correct. It's a covenant that's made between 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 our family and the Most High. Mm -hmm. Now, here comes here comes the the hard part. This is the hard part. Yeah. So you want to be Hebrew, but you haven't been circumcised. Well, you need. To be <laughs> according to Torah, yes, you need to be circumcised. circumcised. Let me tell you something: there is not going to be any uncircumcised Philistines in the land when the Most High brings us back to the land. So circumcision is going to have to take place at some point in time. But if we're going to be obedient mm -hmm. and follow the rules and regulations of the Most High. In this exile, we need, need to, to have circumcision taken care of. Now, let's look at Father Abraham. Father Abraham was 100 years old. Yep, and he sure did. When he was circumcised in his flesh. That's right. And they did not have the modern conveniences that we have today. They did it with Flintstones in the, in, in, in the wilderness or wherever they were. That's correct. That's correct. And that's correct. And not only did Father Abraham have to be circumcised, but all the entourage that was with him had to be yeah. had to be circumcised. I don't care how old they were, they had to have circumcision done in their flesh. Now, well, hold on before you go there. Let me give you another example. Let me add to that because uh, our master teacher's successor had an issue with this as well because when he took that young group of Hebrews into the land before they even entered the land, yeah. he made sure that everybody yeah. was circumcised in their flesh before they entered. So Yahashua took care of it as well. Yes, he did. And that was because there's another there's another misfolk <laughs> that's involved. That's right. And the misfolk that's involved says that no male can rightfully participate in Pesach or in Passover without, being without having been circumcised in their flesh. That's a mitzvot. Yep. That's a mitzvot. That's right. That's right. Now, I realize that this is a, um, this is, this, 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 we're, we're talking about pure Hebrews here. Yeah. We're not talking about wannabes. We're not talking about making a claim I'm a Hebrew, but not following the way of the Hebrew. Mm-hmm. This is one of the requirements that is required for every Hebrew. Now you say, well, what, what about being circumcised in, 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 your, in your heart? Yeah. Well, yeah, yes, there's a misfold that talks about being circumcised in your heart also. Mm -hmm. So the two of them go hand in hand together. Yeah, and, and the thing that, that's beautiful about this is, again, is this, this circumcision, it, you're bears the covenant between the ancestor Abraham and Yahweh that says what? That says that 
I am going to deliver you as long as you keep what we're getting ready to go over and you acquiesce to that lifestyle, then my oath or vow between the two of us during this, during this contract between the two of us is that I'm going to deliver these people into the land and you'll be prosperous in the land. I'm going to do that. And he reiterates that again on what you just, what we just read earlier in, in Devarim chapter seven, somewhere in, in, the, in the earlier parts of that particular chapter. Yeah. So it's, it's, I take great issue with this because in finding out how we're connected to the land is something physical that I carry in my flesh every single day to understand that I carry the contract between the most high yes. and, and the, and a father Abraham. So I take issue with people talking about, we're going to inherit Abraham's blessings. And but then also teaching this, 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 this false teaching about how you don't need to be circumcised. You don't get to have Abraham's blessings unless you uh, obviously have joined in with Bless Hebrew you. Israel. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And, have, and had the circumcision. Yes. So you can't separate the two. Now, with that being said, you'll probably come and say, well, I heard Mashe say, well, yes, when they talked about circumcision, and I would that you would be circumcised in your heart also. Mm -hmm. But that's in addition Just in to two. Right. being circumcised in our flesh. Because circumcision, what does it do? It strips away that which is not necessary. Mm -hmm. And moving that which is not necessary also out of our heart circumcises our heart. Very good. So there's the mitzvah <laughs> on circumcision. Well, friend, this has been Rabbi Robert B. Homan Jr. and Sean Appleton. And uh, this, this has been, been Hebrews, Hebrews in, in Exile. exile. Shalom. Shalom.